Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Good evening and welcome to this episode of the 1871 podcast. Um, as you can tell, it's going to be about the running to the rest of this season. Um, we are joined by Jonathan Lowe, a uh, local reporter for the Berkshire Live and Union Car stepping in tonight as well with myself. So bear with us, folks. Um, it's going to be a bumpy journey like the last two games of the season. Um, so welcome, Jonathan, to your first uh, 1871 podcast. How are you? Hello, yeah. All good, thank you. Um, I thought, have I been on here once before? I can't remember. Is it my debut debut, uh, debut performance, I think, perhaps? This one. Nice. Don't mention the other ones. This one. Okay. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm sure I might have been on here before, but um, uh, if not, then uh, yes, it's nice to be on. Or I'm just losing it and can't remember. That's the other part of it. <laughs> so, Union, sure. how are you? How's the nerves? Yeah, I'm I'm well today. A bit better than the last time I was on, which I just got back from a from a flight. So, just a day's work today, so I'm good, thanks. And just yeah, trepidation of the next couple of games, obviously, and it'd be interesting to talk about it, especially with Jonathan being the evening post reporter and um asking a few questions about what's going on at um the days or select select as we know it now yeah as you say for the youtube people i've worn a lucky shirt from the old 2005 season hopefully it'll bring us some luck yeah um, and my goodness the shirts were big back in those days look at that <laughs> the whole family yeah um, <laughs> so jonathan we'll, we'll crack on so where do we start um Coventry defeat's probably as good as any. Uh, what's your what's your views on that? And 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 I guess you know Noel Hunt coming in. You've been involved, obviously, with Paul Lintz being there. What's your take on that that transformation? The difference with Hunt instead of Ince, and and where we're at as we are with two games to go. Well, uh, where do we start on that? Um, I mean, it's certainly. Um... Uh, I do feel a manager managerial change was highly necessary. It was required. Um, time will tell if it was too late. Uh, it would appear so. Um, but certainly, Noel Hunt has, uh, you know, the 
the, the two home games that have been so far, um, there's really been a, a such a, a better feeling about the place. I think uh, maybe not necessarily a you know brilliant feeling considering the circumstances, but uh, certainly the the mood. Um, it certainly felt like uh, around the place was uh, very much lifted. Yeah. Um, obviously, they didn't get the the ideal results. I mean, you know, most of the season we'd be saying that uh, draw against Burnley would be would be great, but given the circumstances, as I said, um, you know, points are precious now, and, and ideally, it would have been nice that they could have got three points um, in one of those two home games. So, um, you know, he's, he's given them a chance. Um, you know. Morale seems to be slightly higher than it was, um, certainly among supporters. And um, you know, it's uh, it is what it is. I mean, it's it's difficult now with with two two you know, they're going to be very tough games coming up, and yeah. um, it's it's very difficult to to see them staying up. But uh, um, you know, they've given themselves a glimmer of hope, and uh, certainly with Noel Hunt, he's a he's a fresh pair of eyes. It's some fresh ideas coming in, and. and Fresh approach to things, um, which as they is what they needed. Um, just unfortunately, it looks like it, it probably is going to be too late. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's um, I think you know, with Ince, it was it was inevitable in the end, wasn't it? With the negativity, you 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 deal with him in press conferences. How did you find that with him towards the end? With um, I mean, uh, to be honest, like from a sort of personal you know relationship perspective, um, he was very good. Um, he was always you know willing to to front up and answer questions um you know some some of the lines he did trot out to, did did get a bit tiresome and the way he, he did throw the players under the bus um seemingly uh, you know, almost every game um yeah. i didn't feel was, was a very good man management um you know obviously i'm sure hopefully he would have said something different uh, behind closed doors but um um, I don't think that that uh, that did him any favours. Um, what, what he said, and um, you know, he had a point with with the with the points deduction and the transfer embargo and and the, and the injuries. Um, and you know, they've had some big players out this um, uh, this season as well. Uh, you know, and they still do. Um, but ultimately, he has to take uh, his manager. He was manager. He takes responsibility. And um, you know, he was. You know, I mean, you saw it on on social media, and, and you kind of feel it sort of towards the end of his tenure that um, you know, it's just got. Kind of, it was a real, real grind, and and um, you know, performances ultimately reflected that. Yeah. And um, it's the you know, it's it's the sort of a large part as to um, why they are where they are today. And what do you think with Noel coming in? I mean, obviously he's he's brought a bit more of a, a, a positive vibe. What what do you make of his? You know, Approach and his manner as as, a, as, the, as the head manager of the team. Uh, well, I think he he certainly he brings brings kind of a good a good energy to things. Sort of um, you know, to, I think the the players seem to be you know a bit more up for it um, compared with previous weeks. And I mean, I'm, you know, you're always going to get that with any manager, I suppose. Yeah. But um, certainly, kind of his. You can see, like you know, his enthusiasm and, and passion for the club really shines through, uh, and hopefully that kind of transmits on on onto the players. Um, you know, again, it just would have been really interesting to to um, you know, had they made that change sort of you know, with with seven, eight, nine, ten games yeah. to go rather than just the five, um, whether that would have made a difference in the in the grand scheme of things. So. Um, you know, he, he's, uh, he obviously knows the club inside out. He, he knows the fans. He gets the club, uh, and vice versa. And, um, you know, he's 
provided a real kind of positive outlook as much as you can do. Um, you know, the, the home games that we've had have, have been great. Um, but, uh, you know, he's, he's got experience with the 21s as well. He's had a couple of spells as caretaker manager as well in, in previous jobs. Um, so he's not totally new to it, but, um, you know, it's all about getting the best out of the players, isn't it? As a man manager and, um, you know, He'll do the best he can this, this uh, the remaining couple of weeks, and um, we'll see where it takes him. Really, yeah, and, you, and, and I'm sure you know the difference as well. The, the trust he has in the younger players, doesn't he, compared to to Paul Ince? I think that's a big difference, isn't it? The management style that they have, the young lads. That yeah, yeah. I mean, it's funny. Kind of Paul Ince did say, you know, he had no problem throwing in youngsters, but then kind of never did. Um, <laughs> kind of. Same, I think, with Paul Clement as well, and possibly a few other managers. And, yeah. and I mean, you know, to be fair to them, you know, they're, they're the ones who see the players in the training ground um, every day. Um, you know, they see uh, a lot more than what fans and, and you know people like myself do as well. So, um, you have to trust their judgment. It's you know, it's a big ask throwing, um, you know, pretty young, inexperienced professionals um, into the thick of relegation battle, um, which is obviously what Reading are in. Um, on the flip side, you know that they, you know that they do bring that energy and and that no fear attitude, which which could help them. And, and a couple of performances uh, have been alright, haven't they? So Mamadi yeah. Kamara has done, done well, and, and Kelvin Abrafer and Kelvin Ihebatia um, <laughs> man um, has, uh, has done alright as well. So <laughs> yeah, now I've, I've mastered that now. <laughs> so um, so yeah, I mean that that's obviously positive for, for the future. There's some positive signs going forward. It's, it's nice for, for fans to see. Younger players come through, come through the ranks. Um, you know, possibly even been spoiled the last few years with with you know, people like Michael Lise and Omar Richards and and Danny Lodo, who's, who's doing well out in um, Portugal at the moment. So, um, but yeah, certainly you know, the, there is a you know, a small core group of, of youngsters coming through and showing that they can, um, you know, that they can cut it as much as they can at, at the moment at uh, Championship level, which is which is great to see. Yeah, definitely. Union, I'll bring you in now. Thanks for being so patient. No, that's all right. Um, yeah, just thinking then around, you know, the way the season has gone and the question I had in my mind is around the six-point deduction and when the, the rumour came out, what, what was the underlying reaction? Because, you know, my theory is that we were still in the running for a playoff spot at that point when that rumour happened. And that you know how that affected the the, the whole group of players because we went on a run of seven or eight defeats on a trot and that's you know it was far worse than a six point deduction if at that point it was managed correctly we we possibly wouldn't have been on that but you know what was the rumor then at the time Jonathan around the camp and what what you picked up at the time. I'm not. I'm not sure they were that close to the playoffs. I think that might, might be well, no, wishful points thinking. Points-wise, um, when the rumor yeah. came out, points-wise, I know it was just. If you imagine, we might have been six or nine points behind the playoff position then. So with the six points, yeah, that was game over. Then, you know, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, and so I, that you know, demoralised they... the group. I don't know what the. You know, because I just felt that that was the time when it it, it could have been that yeah we're not not going to get to the playoffs, but the the risk is the the relegation. And 
you know, ints reflected on the injuries that we we were on and the the fact that the young players, he couldn't blood them and he didn't trust them. He, he made quite a few comments about the quality. The wrong kind of messages were coming out via the media. Mm. And it just, you know, that I know it's hindsight and you can't do anything about it now. And we've got the next two games to turn it round because we need the six points. And I'm sure there's no reason why we can't get those six points because they're teams that we should beat you know, throughout the season, if the team selection's right and, you know, the right approach, this reflecting on ints and, you know, the point when we got the six-point deduction was the kind of pivot to it all went wrong from there. Yeah, I mean, I think um, I think from from what Ince was saying, you know, he, he'd been told that it was, it, it was, it was, happening or certainly a, a strong yeah. possibility and then obviously it came out and then you know yeah. we had the, the the wait for so long um and it really was a, a weight on on everyone's shoulders i mean that yeah they, they tried to brush it off as, as much as they could but um ultimately it was hanging over their shoulders and i think that there was an acceptance at the club that it was coming um you know the, the, they were aware of the situation and, and they obviously wanted that over as, as as much as everyone else they wanted to they wanted that clarity moving forward um Ultimately, it came was it? I think after the international break as well, wasn't it? So, um, it, it really gave gave Reading a very little time to um, sort of recover and, and um, mentally get back in the right mindset uh, and uh, and you know have the right approach going into um, the final few games of the season. So, um, in that in that respect, you know it's. It, in normal circumstances, had they been uh, sort of mid-table, it, it would have kind of freed them up, I'm sure, and, and allowed them to play a bit better football than they than they were. But um, ultimately, it's yeah, I think it has it had a, like a really draining effect um, on, on everyone at the club, and certainly towards the end of Ince's tenure. Um, and um, yeah, I mean they've they've given it one last uh, sort of kickstart with the with the arrival of Noel Hunt, but um, yeah. as I say, kind of results are, are not picking up enough, haven't picked up enough, uh, and it's, um, it's given them a, a huge task going into these final couple of games. Yeah, and it, it's just, yeah, it's, it's not good to reflect back on what's gone wrong. It's looking against these next two games, and it's just the, the last, the game I went to see was the Burnley game, and I watched the Luton game, as well, and w- with the Burnley game, the setup seems that you've got Mark Bowen up in the stands, perhaps, and he's got his coach, first team coach assistant with Noel Hunt. So, do you get any indication that that's a good setup going forward? Um, well, I mean, um, I think you're referring to James Oliver Pierce, the first team yes, coach. So he, he, he yeah. was, he, so, he was in the stand. Um, when Ince was in charge, uh, Ince obviously had um, yeah. his assistant Alex Ray, um, Tony yeah. Warner, the goalkeeping coach, and a couple of other uh, staff. Uh, Oliver Pierce was brought in by Bowen last summer. Yeah, um, he's he's now on the on the on the touchline alongside um, Hunt and um, Eddie Nitzvecki. Um mm. I mean, Bowen's always been kind of watching on from the director's box. So um, you know, I'm sure he, he has. He said a. He's had a strong say in how this coaching um, setup, um, uh, you know, has come about for these last few games or so, um, because obviously he had Eddie Nisbecki as his, his assistant when he was Reading manager. 
Um, so he, he knows him, he, he trusts him. Um, he's a very, um, a very experienced bloke and um, uh, excellent coach as well. So, um, and uh, yeah, having someone, him alongside Noel Hunt, um, you know, in theory should uh, should be a good a good blend and uh, a good kind of range of ideas that they can bounce off each other. So, um, so yeah, I think you know, Bowen Bowen has has got what he wants in in, in terms of the, the best he could ask for really for these last few games. Um, having felt the, the need for a managerial change, and um, you know, it remains to be seen what, what uh, his plan and vision and uh, what he thinks the, the best staff are, are going to be for, for moving forward. But um, in terms of short term fix, I don't think he could have done too much else. Um, I don't think you're going to get anyone, you know, people like Steve Bruce going to come in for five games and, and um, you know, try and turn the club around like that. It, it, it it had to have been an internal appointment, just given the timing of the um, sacking events, um, and um, you know it's had its effect in terms of you know giving the, the place a bit of a lift, um, you know picking up some somewhat you know surprising results. But um, yeah, you know, we go back to just the results are just they might have been all right, but uh, they haven't been good enough. Yeah, and the sort of performances it was like the the sending off of um, Andy Carroll, what what was the sort of reaction that you got, you know, asking questions about that one and moving forward into the next two games? Do you think it's kind of settles he's going to come in for the next two games, want to prove something for the fans? Um, I mean, you like to think so, I think. Um, you know, he, he does sort of wear his heart on his sleeve, doesn't he? And, and yeah. he, he is very committed and um, uh, I... I mean, everyone will have their own opinion about that second yellow card. It was, it was just bizarre more than anything, wasn't it? And I mean, uh, yeah. obviously, it was 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 very stupid and and just perhaps you know more more heat at the moment or something. But um, um, yeah, I mean, obviously, he's a he's a big big personality, the big character around the place, in, you know, in, in every sense. And yeah. um, you know, he's someone who's who's been there and seen there, and done it at the highest level, and and uh, hopefully, you know. He can draw on his experience to um really kind of galvanise the players to to um to push forward and um you know have a strong end to to have a strong couple of weeks. So um I'm sure he won't want to have League One on his CV. Um, yeah. he's under con- contract for another year at Reading. So um I'm sure he'll be doing his his uh, his everything to to um you know get get the goals required to um to uh, to keep Reading up. Yeah, and like. I was, you know, the last time Reading went down into third tier was the last game of Elm Park. So it's, you know, it would be, you know, fans travelling away to Huddersfield, hopefully. I mean, I think we'll still be in with the shout of survival, no matter what happens on Saturday. Do you know, I don't think we'll go down on Saturday if we lose. But, yeah, it's just that feeling that, it doesn't feel as if we're going to go down because we've got the quality team to to stay up. But um, you know, team selection. Do you, do you get any indication what the team will be on Saturday? Yeah. Um, no, not not yet. No, I'm afraid I don't have any. Uh, I'm not going to be naming the eleven. I'm afraid as much as I, I'd no, like to. But... Um, no, I mean it, it obviously and. Um, 
Andy Carroll suspended, isn't he? He's got yeah. a two game ban, so yeah, um, yeah, he'll be out. And um, but you know, I'm sure that whoever's on the pitch will, will give it their best shot, and um, we just have to hope that um, they can draw on the spirit of a couple of um, performances against Wigan in, in the previous years at home. Um, that made their last minute header that, that uh, yeah, that 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 um, possibly something to draw upon that that, that inspiration. Johnson, yeah, do you think we can stay up? Do you believe we can stay up? Have you got faith? Um, uh, as you can kind of tell from my demeanour, it's, it's <laughs> diminishing rapidly. Yeah. Um, it, it's just those results over the weekend really, really went against them. and um, It's going to be a, a, a big, big ask now, I think. Um, I, I mean, obviously, it, it more than likely will go to the, I think definitely goes to the final day. Yeah. Which is perhaps something, but um, I don't really like the the fact of um, playing against the Neil Warnock side. Last, I mean, it's, it's yeah, I can't see it going well. Unfortunately, you can't pick the championship, can you? It's the most bizarre league, I think, in football, isn't it? That game on Saturday where you go Burnley QPR, yeah, you get yeah, you get a goal back, is, yeah. and you just go okay, and then all the other results. But then, God knows what's going to happen on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what? Yeah, what? What you want at this stage of the season is just a couple of teams in mid table, um, you know, with nothing to play for, and th- that's your best chance of of getting a result. Because um, as we can see, you know, basically, bottom can beat top, um, because you know they're, they're obviously fighting for different reasons, and um, yeah, you want to be playing like a. He's mid table these days at Bristol City or club like that. that that's, yeah. who, that's who they needed on the last day. And Jonathan, just because you've been covering Reading now, how many years now? Six, five, six years? So, Too many. Yeah. What, like, you're, you know, you've been there through, well, pretty much a lot of bad times, not so many good. What's your take on the whole owners and, and, and where things are going now? We've had such a, you know, it's been a, Disaster, really, isn't it? With you know this points deduction after last year's points deduction, do you do you feel things are, are moving forward in a positive way? Do you think that you know? Do you think the owners could walk? Is it that kind of if we do go down? Um, I mean, I like to think that things are slowly um, moving in the right direction. Um, I think, you know, with the appointments as we've seen behind the scenes, I think that is um, an indication that the club is slowly building some foundations um, in place for the future. Now, it's not going to happen overnight, but um, they've got some good pe- good people in good places, I think. Um, you know, Mark Bone is, is head of football operations and um, people will say like Eddie Nizdevecki coming back in. Um, we've got Jared Dublin, the head of scouting, who comes with a good pedigree, um, and a few other sort of Mark Carey, the director of recruitment as well. So, um, yeah, I think things are slowly taking shape. Um, obviously, you've got a lovely training ground, the stadium's there, you know, the, the infrastructure is all there. Um, you know, unfortunately, you just need the you know the decision decision making to be right at the very top, and unfortunately, that's something that's. Um, Young has been been found wanting on for for quite a number of years now, and um, you like to think he, he's learned from his mistakes, and 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 hopefully this latest six point deduction is, is really the end of it. Um, you know, from from what we're hearing, that the 
transfer embargo should hopefully be be lifted this summer. Um, albeit there will be, I think, still a few few checks on 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 spending, so there won't be any sort of um, massive spending spree. Um, but you know, and, and they, they've still got a, a very good academy in place as well. So, uh, and hopefully that will go back up to category one. So. Um, would, that, sorry, would that be affected? Do you think if we went down to League One, the, the Category One status for Academy, does that get? If, if we go down from the Championship, do you think we could loot? That wouldn't. I, I don't know. I, I'm just asking. Um, it's, a, it's a possibility. It's a good question. I I don't know. I think there will probably be a pretty unique situation to have a have a third tier club, you know, potentially playing in the Premier League Two or whatever it's called, Premier yeah, League Two yeah. Division Two. Um, I will have to check that one up actually, but um, I I don't think so because I mean it's I say that they've got all kind of they've got requirements in place, yeah. Um, <clears throat> to you know to um, to nurture these the young players to come through. So um, I don't think it should matter. No. And on the side yeah. that I mean, the, the women's team had a poor result on Sunday as well. They're under the threat of relegation. It's not really looking great both sides, is it? At the minute. What do you, do you no, think? They, do you think that they could stay up this season? Uh, well, I mean, they can stay up uh, just as much as Reading can stay up, but uh, I've, I've seen that the table is 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 equally close, isn't it, in the WSL as well? So um, it, it's probably going to go down for the, for the last couple of games. And um, but yeah, I mean that they've you know have been following their progress, and, and you know they just like the men's side, really, they're they're, they're kind of prone to, to conceding kind of sloppy goals and, and late goals as well, and. Um, and uh, it's, it's left them in, in the position that they are. So, um, you know, there, there's probably sort of, sort of wider issues about sort of, sort of lack of funding in the women's side, and, and you know, getting the uh, enough support through. And, and um, but yeah, yeah, it has been a, it's been a real struggle, and it's it's sad to see um, both sides, you know, a, a real threat of relegation. Yeah, definitely. Union, I'll bring you back in now. You know, just on that point on the threat of relegation and the what if how how it's affecting you know because you talk about the embargo but with the debt the club's in going to that um tier three you know it's a real danger of clubs like Scunthorpe are down there at the moment aren't they and um Luton have come all the way back up again and that's possible that, that that's what will happen you know, there's a real danger if, especially if the odor comes out. But yeah, in the background, I do agree. You know, the the structure seems to be moving in the right direction. It's just the results on the field haven't been right. And you think about some of the decisions of hiring managers. You know, Mick Goodings. I don't think it was a rant. It was just a passionate from the heart thing on BBC Radio Berkshire after the game that we lost. You know, is. I'm a bit gloomy because of the decisions that have been made with Ince and not not getting not not that you should have been you know the the sack is a bit strong but it was you know Bowen and the the decision making on that if they knew that this wasn't right surely we could have got in a, a proper manager and replaced it um, him where we are now I'm a bit gloomy about the next two games. Even though Noel Hunt's come in and um, and definitely boosted the morale around the place, and particularly you know playing a, a lot better and the brand of football that you know Reading fans insist on, 
a brand of football. And that that's where there's a bit of a deep discourse in in what what's been delivered on the pitch, whereas all the background seems to be getting into place, you know, from the organisation and everything, then that's true. But I think, yeah, a bit doom and gloom really from me. But I don't know how you feel, Jonathan, about the real it's coming across from you that you're a bit of the same. Yeah, I'm afraid so. I mean, um, what Reading have lacked, uh, I think others have said it, but um, that, that they've lacked a good manager for a long time. Um, a good you know, man manager, uh, someone who, who knows how to get the best of players who can you know, deliver a consistent run of results and, um, you know, can, can get players and fans on side and, and know the championship and, and, you know, Yapstam had a good season and it completely tailed off. Um, Paul Clement, you know, was, was, was just more of a coach rather than a manager. You have people like Gomez and, and Velko Panovic. Um, you know, Bowen did, did all right in his, his last, in, in his short stint as manager. Um, but, but generally they haven't had a, Decent manager, arguably since sort of Brian McDermott, probably. Um, uh, so, well, I, I'm, they had Nigel Atkins as well, but that didn't really work out. There. But they've been, just, they've been crying out for a good, experienced manager, and um, uh, Paul Ince wasn't wasn't the one. I didn't feel he, he was going to be the one to take Reading forward in the long term, and and that would be my reservation with Noel Hunt. Um, you know, he, he does have somewhat limited experience. Um, uh, but on the flip side to that, there is also the fact that there are people now in place behind the scenes to help him, uh, whereas before there wasn't really much help, um, as we saw with uh, you know, uh, Panovic in his final days, well, final months really, uh, we were bombarding him with questions about ownership and recruitment and scouting and everything. And, and I'm sure you would have loved to say, you know, please speak to my chief exec or the owner or anything, but... Um, there was no one to speak to and, and he had to field all the questions whereas at least now there is a bit more of a structure in place um, to ensure that the manager does everything uh, can, well, can concentrate and focus fully on um, matters on the field rather than mm-hmm. uh, the, the kind of the, the, the big noise of it. And that, that's it really with, with Noel Hunt coming in um, you know confident that he this because of the structure in place is moving forward and that's the question around you know um, Mark Bowen, you know, guy he brought into, can't remember his name again. The guy who's on the touchline now, James Oliver. We had, yeah, I mean, we had Colin Lee with Mark McGee, and I sort of compare Mark, Mark McGee with um, Noel Hunt because you know they're both ex strikers, and but but you know what? I mean, Mark McGee came as a player manager to start with, and he built up, and you know, um, got a good understanding of, of the club, and went on. To, to form probably the foundations of what happened in, in those past years. And I hope Noel Hunt gets that opportunity, but is it going to be in the lower league or if it's in the championship, as you say, does he have that experience and know how to deal with the, those players on a week to week basis where it's, it's trying to get, as you say, a consistent run of performances, but, you know, mm-hmm. speculation who, who, who's on the card, you know, Dylan, who, who's, you know, co-host here most of the time. What's the thoughts on that? Do, do you have any sort of um, 
worked because he, he's not on the list. He's not even on the odds on sort of main papers, betting slips and stuff, so on. But he, he'd know the Reading kind of way because of, of the way um, he, he plays the game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I think you know, uh, as I mentioned, they need someone who 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 gets the club, who, who gets the fans, who gets the championship, who who has that that experience and and uh, and knowledge and um, and knows how to get the best of players. And yeah, like I mean, Dylan's got experience in South South Africa, hasn't he? And yeah, and um, yeah, and plenty of it as well. So um, don't see why he shouldn't be in in consideration. Um, because they, they, they you know, as we've said, they need a, a, a fresh pair of eyes to, to look at things, and um, you know the, the, the help is there for for the new manager. That say the scouting and recruitment should, you know, you've got a, a big hand with that, and you know, providing the owner still sticks around, you, you've got some solid cash reserves behind you. So um, you know the, it's arguably it's a very um, attractive job for someone out there. Um, some people might argue it's a bit of a mess to, to come into and, you know, but, um, you know, I guess what, what job isn't, uh, doesn't have that sort of risk, um, these days, certainly in the championship. And, you know, I guess they, they all know these managers that they're probably not going to be in it for the long haul. So, um, you know, if they can provide a, a little kick, um, even for a short period, then, um, they're in a, a win-win situation. So, um, so yeah, we'll, we'll see, but I think it, for the, for the, the time being, it's the focus and um, concentration is is just these last two games, isn't it? Jonathan, yeah, just it, going back. Sorry, just that's right. Yeah, taken away from our our doom and gloom of the end of the season. Yeah, what's what's been your highlights or your enjoyable moments covering Reading? What things have stood out for you? I know there may not be many in our current uh, last few years, but what have you enjoyed or what have you you know the games or experiences or things you know off. You know, behind the scenes that that have meant a lot to you. Um, I mean, it's hard, I guess it's hard to pick uh, pick one or a few. I mean, um, obviously, kind of the the, the um, sort of the big big uh, games like the Fulham playoff semi final, for example. Yeah. Um, you know that that was you know electric atmosphere, fans up for it. Uh, you know. Under the lights, really great, great atmosphere and occasion, and, and um, yeah, that, that's that's what you enjoy the most and remember the most. Those kind of iconic games, and, and obviously it helps that uh, the Reading win um, as well. So um, I've certainly seen more losses than wins in my time, um, unfortunately, but that's uh, that is how it goes. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's you know all all the managers that I've worked with have, have been good to deal with. Um, obviously, some. Yeah, probably a bit more reserved than others, but but generally they have been um, very very personal to you, and and um, you know you do build up a rapport with them, and you know you 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 feel part of the um, almost kind of part of the club to an extent, and um, you know you you want them to do well, and um, you know when they do do well, it, it's great to see because it's you know, it's a really unified effort, um, and you know when you get sort of uh like an away game like at um Fulham was it last season where they won two one I think. Yeah, yeah. Um that, that, that time when certain Obi Ajaria scored some goals for once. Um yeah that that that, that was great and it's great to be part of and you know great atmosphere and great to see the the, the players and the, and the and the fans at the end of the game that, that real close connection which is 
arguably what you need to, or you know, what, what helps to be, to be part of a successful club, and um, what's been lacking for in, for Reading sort of generally over the years. So, um, so yeah, there, there have been sort of games and moments, and and seen some great goals as well, and you know, seen some great players both in in Reading shirts and and uh, in opposition shirts as well. So, um, it, it's hard to kind of pinpoint too many kind of um, specific moments um it's certainly been a been a roller coaster um not to bring up too many cliches but um you know that the, there's there's a there's a lot of work behind the scenes that goes into um to make sure i can do my job right and um right uh, i try what to do does that, that involve jonathan just ability. the people that, that, that you know, <clears throat> don't know you know with covering the game and, and as you do and i know you get some flack from people because Reading fans are like that, but what 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 does it involve for you? Like how, how much time and you know and energy and and you know having a young family as well? Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I mean, so I mean, yeah, the, the away games are the away games. If I have to go to Sunderland, I have to go to Sunderland. Um, you know that that that's obviously yeah that's a that's well, that's one and a half days really called the journey up there and and journey back usually usually overnight it if it if it's good you know. As far away as Sunderland, um, and you know, on my on my days off as well, I'm 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 working or, or preparing stories for the, for the following day or whatever. So, um, you know, normal work day is about um, you know half eight to six, roughly, kind of um, you know, sort of writing writing stories, researching stories, putting everything together um, because. It's not just writing the story; it's writing the headline. It's it's finding the right picture. It's cropping the picture. It's writing the picture caption. It's doing all the links as well, and 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 so on and so forth. Um, and it's you know it's making sure there's enough um, uh, uh, new uh, new fresh content um, as as regularly as possible, really. And um, and you know always having things in the bank just in case of a of a rainy day or. Um, if, if things dry up or, or, or um, for whatever reason, um, it's good to have a few stories that you can, you know, less less time sensitive stories which you can just pull out and um, uh, put up online. So um, it's yeah, it's a, it's a juggling act, but kind of when you do get into routine, it it does make things a bit easier. Uh, it does help, and and um, <clears throat> I mean, just thinking back to when I started out um not necessarily as, as a reading fc reporter but in in journalism just over 10 years ago it was obviously completely different it was it was writing for the, for the newspaper for the reading post and um we had like two days a week where we put stuff up online you know that's it just shows how, how things have completely transformed uh in the past decade obviously some <laughs> social media um well i mean there's arguments for both ways so um no point talking about it too much because just it is what it is really but um you know it's it things have evolved over time and and um you know things like this podcasts and videos and everything and um you know that that's that's just the the way it's gone um and um you know it it, it, it for all for all its faults uh with you know with the with traveling and uh, the seemingly endless defeats that uh, it is it is enjoyable <laughs> for, for the most part um but um but yeah, it can be tough sometimes. Eunan, but last question from you, Mo. Yeah, just thinking of that, that, you know, when you are 
attending games and do, do you rub shoulders with the the main journalists or the any journalists out there that you particularly follow like Henry Winter or anyone like that and do you ever sort of get into arguments about when they when they disagree with Reading's plights and things like that uh, I wouldn't say we get into any arguments I don't think um, <laughs> I mean I mean to be fair like you don't usually at Reading games for the for the vast majority of Reading games it's um, kind of us local journalists and, and mm-hmm. BBC Berkshire and a couple of other kind of sort of national guys who do it on a freelance basis or whatever and, and that's about it I mean you don't get any of the big hitters so to speak um, down at Reading Games um, too much yeah. um, you know the, the, there is there, unfortunately there isn't just that interest in, in Reading um, from a national perspective so it's not yeah. worth their time coming to games um, so unless it's like the you know the playoff final mm-hmm. or some really big game. Um, there, I say, had a field against Reading on the final day. There might be a, a few uh, of, the, of the big, uh, big journalists there, but um, but yeah, I mean, you, you say hello to them and they ask you questions sometimes, and they come to the old press conference. Um, There's a few at the, at the main United press conference before the FA Cup third round. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's just you know, it's more for for. For, for um then get information off us really because we're we're the we're the ones who have the detailed knowledge of reading that uh, that they want to include in their articles really so um yeah and that's uh, a, you know when um mentioning the man united game paul ince came out with i didn't get invited for a glass of wine and you know later on in the season he talked about yeah i think it, it should be called Clopgate. you know it's it's um his statement there do, do you ever when you're talking to people think don't why did you say that <laughs> I've got to report that. Yeah, I mean, well, whenever he, th- whenever he threw the players under the bus, I, I just couldn't yeah. believe what he was saying. Sometimes, um, particularly, I think at Cardiff away, when he just absolutely laid into the players. Um, what was that? A one 0 defeat, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 I couldn't believe it. Really, I say, just sort of, yeah, just, just well, just say, just threw them under the bus. And mm-hmm. uh, if I was a player, I, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, it's it's easy to say for you know from from the outside, but I, I would have serious considerations about whether I'd want to play with this manager if he's just going to cons- consistently flake me um, uh, to the media and and to the fans. So um, yeah, there were a few remarks from from Ince, um and they probably have been with with other previous managers as well, to be honest. Um, yeah, it's difficult sometimes. You know, they are they are in the thick of it and it's the heat at the moment, and you know you can understand some some comments, mm-hmm. but other comments, um, it's it's um, less excusable. And and in, in, you know, it's very easy to listen back and say, "Oh, why didn't you ask this? Why didn't you do that? And you know, why didn't you pick up on that?" But I say, when you're kind of typing and, and listening and thinking about the next question, it's it's very it can be difficult to um. To, to pick them up on that and, and yeah unfortunately that's just the way it is kind of you know with a Saturday game that, and if there's no midweek game then the press conferences aren't usually on a Thursday lunchtime and by then everything has settled down and died down and you're kind of looking ahead to the, to the following game um, and you don't really want to bring up too much of what they said sort of just over a week ago because you know it's, it's long gone and um, yeah. tensions are tensions are elsewhere so um, you know, when, when people say, you know, I wish, you know, you've done this or done that. And, you know, I or other journalists probably wish the same thing. But, um, you know, in, in the cold light of day, it's, um, 
it's easy to say all this stuff, but when you're in it, um, you, you've only got a certain amount of time to ask um, certain questions, and you know, you, you um, you obviously do want to do your job, but you, you don't want to completely rile them up. Um, to, they end up, you know, banning you or something. So yeah, um, not really the ideal scenario. Yeah, that's good. Thanks. It's one last question, Jonathan. Like you know, we've got Wigan Saturday, Huddersfield week Monday, isn't it? Are you going to get both games? <laughs> and what's your what's your what's your what's your verdict? Go on, go on, put one out there as a, as a journalist. Um, well, Saturday. I think, yeah, I think I think they will probably get a result, Esther. I think they'll they'll they'll, they'll scrape a victory. Um, it could could well be kind of down to the last few minutes or, or whatever be, be some drama I've got a funny feeling that um, you know Mate and, and Tom Ince may well be back as well I've, I've got yeah, a feeling nice. that, that they've, they've been saving them for the final couple of games even Hoyler perhaps um, yeah. I mean you know kind of Ince is, is really the difference maker isn't it it depends if, if he performs then Reading will probably perform so um, uh, a lot could be on his shoulders. Um, Do you think he might be back? I mean, I mean, they've said all along that uh, potentially the last couple of games. So, um, you know, it'd be great, obviously great for him and, and great for Reading if uh, if, if he, he comes in and, and scores a goal to, to Stephen's safety. He'll be a, a club legend, wouldn't he? Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I kind of, you know. Uh, it's difficult. I mean, it's it's you know the, the, you like to think that, that uh, they are they got you know even just fifty percent chance that they'll just be be on the bench at least and, and, and you know God forbid they're behind and, and they need them to come on. Um, but um, yeah, hopefully there might be a couple of fresh faces back. I'll be there, so I, you know I'm positive we're going to win. I think I think yeah I think you know this. You know they've had a clear week to prepare for it, and, and um, you know everyone will be kind of unified. And, and yeah, I mean the the the, the winless run has got to end at some point. Um, yeah. Let's hope it ends this season, and uh, and then it's all all to play for at, um, at Huddersfield on on um, Monday week. Yeah, definitely. Thanks so much for your time, Jonathan. Union, I just yeah. to round this up. Let's, let's, let's end it on a positive note. If we win our yeah. last two games, we can stay up. We could be relegated if Huddersfield are playing Sheffield United. But Sheffield United will beat them because it's the championship. Yeah. It's so straightforward. Um, but look, it's it's going to be two games of tough football. All we can hope for is just get behind the team, isn't it? We can only do what we can do, isn't that? Win our games and the rest is out of yeah. our hands. Go to Huddersfield, relegate Warnock. Now, that would be a nice yeah. way to end this episode, yeah, um, and hopefully it, all the bad news has happened last weekend when all the results went against us. So hopefully it'll yeah. go go with us, and you know a win and a draw will be enough. Let's hope so. Like but we two have to wins that you know hunts hunts. Every think, reason you know, why we should do that. Hunts a positive manager. It's a good surname. You know, I, I think it's one of the best surnames as a manager of Reading anyway. But um, you know, we got to we got to get behind the team yeah. Saturday, and, and you know, game at a time isn't. We get three points and we go from there. The pressure's then back on Huddersfield because they've been in the relegation zone. So. You know, come on, you ours. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.